listening again welcome to week three of the her soccer with connor podcast i am your humble host connor nobles thank you for joining uh good to see you guys did you uh, play any soccer over the weekend i hope you did that's always good for you good for you to play soccer you know i heard a great story i'm just going to bring it up at the top so i don't forget or run out of time um and it's about a player uh named tasha kai who plays for Sky Blue FC. And Tasha Kai uh, had, had played professional ball and had actually dropped out of the sport. And she had decided to come back to the game um, as, from what I heard one of the commentators say um, uh, during the broadcast of her game, that it was uh, her father's di- her dead father's dying wish, uh, or one of, one of his dying wishes was for her to continue playing the game. And I see some uh, some own, some uh, parallels with my own life. Uh, having lost my father to brain cancer in 1998, um, I found that uh, when I moved to Austin and started playing again, from a I'm not a mental health expert by any stretch of the imagination, but um, with depression and and getting over certain things, um, I think. Uh, soccer amongst other sports and I think just the act of physical exertion itself on a daily basis but if you but when you're but when you mix uh, physical exertion with uh, the companionship of a team-based sport I think you have something really powerful there and uh, something that can really uh, help uh, in the happiness department and that's certainly uh, what I discovered and I, I hope uh, that's what uh, Tasha Kai uh, discovered as well. And um, anyway, so uh, that tatted up girl is one of my new favorite players uh, once I heard that news. And we'll get, to, um, we'll get to her game in a minute. I like to talk about the games in the order that I watch them because um, my brain, it's tough for me to remember five games anyways. But I thought that was a great story and it certainly had uh, strong parallels to my own life. So I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, so anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, so my game this weekend, we took care of business this weekend, y'all. We, we came to play. I'm not sure the other team came to play. They had enough numbers. I was there on time this week. I made sure I was on time. Um, barely, but I was on time out of eight. We had about 18 or 19. We had really good numbers. Maybe, maybe a few too many, um, as, as, uh, as much as everyone likes to play on the squad, um, but nevertheless, uh, uh, I started the game and got the, our team's first assist and our team's final assist in a game that we ended up winning uh, 8-0. to zero. And uh, it was uh, uh, a beautiful day for soccer in terms of weather. Uh, it was a great day for soccer in Texas. And uh, we came to play, had the subs, uh, had the mindset. And we, we had just come off our, our only defeat of the, uh, of the spring season. And um, we, I feel that we're playing in, in one, in a division, excuse me, a division lower than where we, my team actually belongs. Um, we we play in the over thirties division of uh, the Austin Men's Soccer Association, and uh, the divisions in over thirties uh, break down like this: your very your very top division is Premier, then your division just under that is A, 
and then under that is B. And that is the low, B is currently the lowest uh, division of over 30s uh, that they have in Austin. Because uh, just to, uh, in terms of the number of teams, because they try to keep the number of teams up to 10 uh, per division. And so they've loaded up the bottom division. We've got 14 teams in our division, and we're currently at about fifth. And we're just out of, we're just, I think we're about 10 points out of uh, promotion. So with, with all, and we've only got one game left, you guys. I don't have a game this weekend uh, for Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. And um, so I'll, have, I'll only have one more men's uh, game to report. Uh, that'll be on the 14th when we play that one. That'll be our final game of the season. Uh, but then during the summer, uh, my girlfriend and I play uh, on the same soccer club, um, the Madrigal Dragons. Uh, the same soccer club uh, also carries a women's team. And the club does this really cool thing. Uh, during the summer, um, they don't play men's or women's. Uh, even though those leagues still operate, but they don't uh, keep track of the games. Uh, my club does not play men's or women's, but instead they put together uh, two co-ed teams. And the co-ed teams are kind of come one, come all type of setup where everybody and their dog shows up. And um, and it's a really good time, and we have a lot. It's a it's a real bring to the beer to the the field type policy during the summer, especially in the Texas heat. Um, and uh, but anyway, so I'm really looking forward to playing summer with with my love, with with my girlfriend, and uh, and to have a lot of fun. We've we've been doing that. Uh, this will probably be. Oh, hell, our third summer? Oh, hell, listen to me, the Oklahoma. Uh, this will be our third summer uh, doing that, so looking forward to that. Anyway, so I won 8-0. Um, ear, my ear is getting better, you guys. I can, I can almost fully pop it as normal, but once again, no hearing loss, and I feel like it's getting better and it's right on schedule. I'll keep you updated about the ear. Um, one thing I also wanted to talk about this week uh, is the postseason for the NWSL. The NWSL... Um, uh, it's an awesome postseason because I just wanted to make sure um, as we're watching these games, you know, I think like the NBA and some of these other leagues suffer from letting too many teams into the playoff system, letting too many teams into the postseason to where the regular season loses its value. And you're like, oh, well, you know, if you're, you know, you got your team with, you know, 20 teams and, you know, you start the playoffs with 16 teams and, you know, who cares? You know, everyone, pretty much everyone is making the playoffs. Uh, that is not the case in the NWSL. Um, the NWSL has 10 teams, and four teams make the playoffs. They do, and, the, and there's two trophies at stake in the NWSL, which I think is unique and really cool. Um, just to, uh, in accordance with kind of the, uh, the English Premier League and some of the other soccer leagues that do this, uh, they crown or give a trophy or you know recognize uh, the winner of the regular season. Whoever, which team ever accumulates the most points, three points for a win, uh, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss. Uh, which team uh, accumulates the most points over the whole season will get a trophy and be recognized uh, as a champion. Or not, a, not the league champion, but uh, I forget what it's called. It's just a title that they win. And um, that's for more, most points. Uh, in the English Premier League, in the, men's, uh, in the men's professional league in England, that's how they determine their champion. They don't do a postseason. As I'm sure, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're a big enough soccer fan to know that. Um, so, anyhow, um, 
But why did I wanted to bring that up? Just to let you know that this the regular season for the NWSL super important. Only four playoff slots are available, and then it's uh, it's a wham bam thank you ma'am kind of tournament. It's uh, one game apiece. Uh, they do the first pl- the first place seed versus number four, and then number two versus number three, and then the winners play, and that'll be it. And the final this year is in Houston in October, and I'm gonna uh, talk to my girlfriend about getting tickets uh, to 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 go see the final. So here, uh, so yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, oh, and, and the the season is twenty four games long. The NWSL season, so we got twenty four games. Uh, we just finished week three, so we got we got a ways to go. We're one eighth of the way through this season. <laughs> so get re- get ready for some soccer, y'all. We've we've got we've got some time to go. But and then at the end of talking about the games today, we'll look at the uh, the standings and see. Uh, who's in the top four slots uh, at this at this time? All right. So the first game I um, we I watched was uh, Western New York Flash versus the Washington Spirit, and I saw it was really funny. I saw the Western New York Flash. They have a mascot, and it's not a guy in a trench coat. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, um, I see. I didn't even see what the the mascot was because he was too far from the field. Like they they had like you know they've got the, the you know the soccer field itself, and then they've got a good you know five to seven feet of, of additional turf that's not being used by cheerleaders or anything. And uh, they had it. I don't know if there was there was an opening uh, next to this gate, and there was a security guard sat there, and it looked like maybe the security guard told him no. And that he couldn't, but this poor mascot couldn't be on the field. He was he was on concrete, back by a concession stand, behind like a five foot fence, and uh, and uh, he looked he looked like a crazy fan that actually wore that outfit to the game, as opposed to someone that was actually hired to be there, dressed up as a mascot. So, where was this game? Was this one in Washington, or was this in New York? Wherever it was, it was Salem Stadium, which I'm. Man, I can't tell you which city it was in. Does it tell me on the on the statue? Let me check the statue. Western New York versus Washington Spirit. The date they played on April 29th. Everybody tells me the date. How much time? How are we doing on time? How are we doing on time? We are ten minutes. All right, not, not too bad. Not too bad. Um. Does not tell me where they play. Oh, but you get the ref's name good because we're gonna talk about that one ref later. Alrighty. Um. Okay, guys, don't know where they play, but wherever they do, they need to let the mascot get closer to the field. Bless their heart. I guess they were in Western New York. If I'm claiming it was the Flash's mascot. Okay. Well, anyhow, that's what I'm thinking there. Um, anyways, uh, uh, congratulations to Allie Krieger, who got the NWSL goal of the week for her goal last week. Remember the one that we couldn't tell if it was a shot or a cross? I call that a croissant, a croissant, you know, almost like you're in France. You know, it's like a croissant, but it's, it's on the soccer pitch. It's not a shot. It's not a cross. It's a croissant, a croissant. So Krieger had a croissant and she scored. And, um... It was a good first half, a Western New York Flash versus the Washington Spirit. There was a goal, a really nice goal in the fifth minute. Uh, of course, me being uh, slow to get on, get the get the YouTube up and rolling, I missed the goal, but I caught it on the replay. I mean, I caught the like as I as I fired up YouTube as it came up. I they literally played the replay for a goal, and uh, I saw it that way. So uh, it was a nice ball. I know. Um, 
no, uh, Crystal Dunn got the assist to Diana Matheson. Uh, she just put a n nice little ball on the ground um, into the uh, left-hand side of the 18, and uh, Matheson uh, finished it quite clinically. And that was the fifth minute in. and uh, But it was still... Uh, uh, Washington, you know, showed good spirit, and they, and they uh, continued to fight. Um, this showed, like, the mentality. I thought this was really interesting. Um, my, one of my girlfriend's uh, uh, buddies, uh, she, has, like, she has friends, of course, and, uh, as we all do, and uh, a, a buddy of hers showed up um, during the game. This was right about the 32nd minute of the first half, and I'm trying to watch the game in my living room, and um, yeah, her friend comes over. And he's a nice, he's a nice guy, but he's just kind of your man's man, uh, you know, uh, part-time masseuse, part-time used car dealer, part-time uh, Uber driver, that, uh, um, but all in all, very swell guy, very generous guy, um, but comes over and I, he says, hey, you know, hey, everybody, what's going on, what are you doing, sits down, has, you know, he's got his beer ready to, you know, shoot the shit with my girlfriend. He's like, hey, Connor, how are you? And I say, hey, how are you? What are you doing? Oh, I'm like, oh, hey, check it out. I'm watching uh, Pro Chick Soccer. And he said, professional women's soccer. Yes, sir. Doesn't exist. And, I mean, it was just a joke, but it was, it was very um, <laughs> in, indicative of, I guess, the mentality of the average American sports fan towards our league. And, um, well, not our, like I have some ownership here. It's not our league, but towards the, the, the NWSL. Um, you know, um, I just don't, I, you know, I think give it some time and, and people will come around to it. I don't know. It's growing. Uh, this year's the fourth year. I've said it in previous podcasts that that's a record for women or a w women's league in this country to even have a fourth season. So, and, um, and this is fun. I'm glad to be following it. I'm really, uh, I'm really enjoying the league. Well, another thing I noticed about the women's name, not to get too off in a rabbit hole before I finish up talking about this game. Um, I love the fact that the women don't take flops or dives, and I hope I don't like jinx myself. And all of a sudden, next week, people are just flopping all over the place like fish out of water. But, but for the most part, I've watched you know, um, I've I've watched fifteen matches so far I've, over three weeks, and haven't noticed anyone taking a dive uh, or anyone trying to put the the referee in an awkward spot. It, they it's been hard, aggressive, honest soccer, and it's been. Fabulous to watch, and it's been really, really good, uh, good stuff. Um, okay, I've made that point. Um, let me look at my notes here after that. Um, so there was a oh little, uh, you know, if you wanna, I, I wanna try if I could keep a compilation reel because there is some, uh, you, for people that want to say that you know soccer's the you, they, you know how people like like to hate on soccer in this country, and when they do. What's well, one of the things they bring up? Lack of contact. You know, it's not like American football where people are just you know da da da. You don't know who, you don't get hit. You guys are. I've heard uh, I've heard uh, soccer players, especially uh, guy soccer players, be called drama queens and grass fairies. So no one respect. No one thinks. Well, not no one, but there is a large demographic that doesn't feel there's enough contact in sport in, in the game of soccer. And there were some fouls this weekend in the NWSL and the fiftieth. Uh, there was a PK earned in this match. I don't know who, I, I don't have the notes on who found who, but it's like a girl reached in and basically gave another girl a, what I wrote down as a reverse clothesline, where she kind of just reached, reached in and just kind of pulled back, uh, just reached her arm out and just kind of pulled straight back and just kind of took her over, took her down by the neck. And uh, PK was earned, uh, but that PK was missed and shot off the right post in the 50th minute. Uh, 
Let's see. And then, uh, you know, at this point, the, uh, the Flash were creating many chances. They were pushing, they were pushing, they were pushing. And uh, another penalty uh, was, uh, was, uh, was taken and scored in the 69th. And, uh, and that just kind of was the backbreaker. And uh, clinically drawn PK by, uh, by the forward. I forget which forward it was. Um, but overall, a pretty good, a pretty good game. The flash fought well, but you know, once the goal, once the additional uh, second and third goals uh, were scored, uh, it, that was just kind of all she wrote for that game. Uh, moving on, game two was our beloved Boston. Can you score a goal this season, Breakers and the Portland Thorns? I'm pulling for you, Boston. I love you. And then Boston, even more so. Like, Boston's Boston's my team. You know, outside of Houston, I love Boston. I do. And even more so because they haven't, they started this keeper, Abby Smith. And I'm like, oh, hi, Abby Smith. How are you doing today? And I come to find out she's an alum from the University of Texas, which is 20 miles down I-35 from me right here in Round Rock, Texas, where I produce this here podcast. And uh, so Abby Smith, being a former Longhorn, um, uh, it was her first career start. She had an awesome match. Uh, I'd give her Keeper of the Week if I had such an award. Uh, And uh, it was great stuff. Um, Once again, tough physical stuff, uh, especially in the first half of this match. Um, Molly Padgman. Uh, got into a little skirmish as the left back in the 30th minute and uh, took a whack to the eye and had to come off for a second. And, her, and when she, and maybe it's because she was bent over. You know, sometimes when you, 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 you kind of, um, you take a knock somewhere in your head. Uh, she kind of took a knock between like her eye socket, like on the outside of her eye socket, not towards your nose, but towards the outside, like around her temple area, which is a scary area to get knocked around in. But nevertheless, and I know that she got knocked around in that point. Do you know why? Because when she came, when she stood up from after being bent, after it initially happened, she was bent over for maybe like, who knows, 10, 15 seconds. And then she stands up straight and she was so swolled up, like on the outside of her head. And I was like, oh my God, this girl is just going to balloon up on the field. And then, no, but luckily I think it was literally because she had all the blood in her head from being bent over. And uh, I did not notice uh, excessive swelling um, uh, later in the game. But, so there was that in the 30th. And then in the 39th, a cross comes in. And Dagby, uh, Brittany's daughter, you have to just say it really fast and, and pray to God you're saying it right. Um, she goes up for a header. Abby Smith catches the ball strong as the keeper. No malice whatsoever. And that's what was, uh, what's also great about this game. Girls aren't trying to hurt each other out there. They're just playing aggressive. Um, Abby Smith just uh, catches the ball as the keeper and holds and holds strong technique, and and uh, Brit- uh, Brittany's daughter almost kind of clotheslines herself. She jump she's jumping up and towards like jumping up and forward uh, towards the towards the ball, and as it's caught, she her head instead comes in contact with the arms of uh, of Abby Smith, and this causes her. And then, so if you've ever been in the air and your head stops and your feet keep going from underneath you, you know that's a scary ass feeling. And she comes falling down, and and this was how uh, how I knew that she was going to be okay. Uh, Dagby hits the hits the ground on her ass, but she doesn't allow her head her head doesn't go down and hit the astroturf. She even and she her and through her own neck muscles or what have you, 
she stops her head from slamming against the turf. I mean, so it was a nasty fall. And, uh, but, but like I said, the, her, her didn't see the head bounce off the turf as she hit the ground, which I knew was a good sign for her. And they both could, uh, continue to keep playing. Uh, but, but aggressive soccer definitely being played this year in the NWSL. Uh, for some reason, the PA announcer announced a yellow card seven minutes before it actually happened. That, I have that written down. So there was nice play in the first half. This is uh, back, back to uh, this is Portland versus Boston. Uh, no goals in the first half. No goals in the first half. How are we doing on time? How are we doing on time? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Need to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Keep it going here. Um, so they're playing in Jordan Field, which is in Boston. And it's beautiful. And that's, but, you know, and it's, these stadiums, you know, are for, so they're soccer specific, or the, some of them are, and this one was really nice because it didn't, you know, the capacity of the stadium was such that you could see these beautiful trees of Boston behind the stands, and it was just glorious, and it was Norman Rockwell, and there was these, all these greens and oranges and browns from, be, from behind the stadium, and, how, and it just gave the game, even though it was on artificial turf, it just gave the game this wonderful ambiance really nice it just set the tone it was just really nice especially for you know for the level of production that we can that we the league can afford at this time really nice and then they pan over to the corner and there's seven porta potties between the concession stand and the stands just right there just you know every corner cake they're right there in the center of the screen and it was i was i was taking all these notes getting ready to compliment the stadium and you got seven shitters sitting there in the corner of the freaking stadium Anywho, if those can be off camera, if that can, if we can just move the bathrooms off camera, the port of, or just tuck them next to something, just put, just put them somewhere else if you can. They're porta potties. They are portable. That's what's great about them. Have them not be on camera. We please, Boston, listen, help me. Somebody, I'll, I'll email the team. Don't, I'll, don't ever anybody worry about it. I'll take care of it. Um, so anywho. Um, the 56th minute, Tobin Heath, Tobin Heath could have been on Sports Center if she made this shot. Um, they crossed the ball in, and so I'm saying, imagine, so imagine they're crossing the ball into you. You, you're standing, and the the ball is gonna end up coming direct. It's lofted, but it's gonna end up being about five to six feet off the ground, directly about that distance behind you. And about that distance off the ground. And so Tobin Heath does like this kind of flamingo kick, if you will, where she stands on one foot, stands on her left foot, takes her right foot, and takes it behind and takes it just behind. Doesn't even back up a step, just takes it, just reaches her right foot back there and just kick and just back heels it. Hits it with her heel, just reaches back there and just kind of does a back heel, connects with the ball and back heels it over her own head. And um it would have been an amazing goal, but it was saved. And she just couldn't put, I mean, she couldn't put enough on it. If the keeper had just been lost in the moment or lost it in the lights or something. Uh, but it was uh, an incredible shot. And it would have been uh, uh, goal of the, a potential goal of the year had, had it actually been a goal. Um, and then moving on. 77, Tobin, another, another real great Tobin Heath moment. Uh, one of her teammates draws a f uh, foul, or uh, excuse me, uh, Kligenberger. Is that how you say her name? Kligenberg? Kligenberg. 
You know who I'm talking about. She's on the national team. She drew a foul, and right on the border of the 18, and this is just a good pointer. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is just a good pointer for any of you, uh, you new soccer kids, uh, new soccer talent uh, that are new to the game. Uh, Tobin doesn't wait for the ref to, to point out to her. Tobin gets that ball and goes to the PK spot. She takes it down, goes to the PK spot, assumes that she's going to get to take a penalty kick, assumes that it's in the box until she hears otherwise from the official. And, and that's just smart play, wonderful gamesmanship. Um, unfortunately for her, in the moment, uh, the ref brings her back out and he puts the ball just outside the 18 over on the left-hand side for this foul. And um, Tobin plays a, a, a wonderfully weighted uh, lofted ball just to the top of the six, dead center of the goal. And uh, Dagby, Brittany's daughter, uh, runs onto it and uh, heads it past Abby Smith uh, to uh, Abby's right-hand side. And uh, the ball's coming into the ball's coming far post. Like if I if I'm Abby Smith, the ball was coming to her her far post over on the left hand side, and then the runner comes across her body and just heads it across her body into the right hand side. There's nothing she could have done about it, and um, and so that that was a that was a tough goal to give up, and uh, you really got to ah forget the name I forget the name of the defender, and uh, she. She knows better, uh, and this was such a. This, um, I felt so bad for Boston because they were. At, it was still zero zero. This is the third match. Um, they ended up dropping this game and going to zero three. They've still yet to score this season. Um, so that was all very tough, uh, tough stuff to to have happen. Really, uh, really weird moment at the end of the game. Uh, the the fifth uh, official indicated two minutes of stoppage time, and the referee blew the whistle to end the game. And uh, according to my watch, and I ran a stopwatch on it, it was only after one minute and ten seconds. And so he had not gone the full two, two minutes. And I've seen some refs, you know, so I'd never really experienced that before. I've seen some refs call some games during some suspicious times before, but I've never seen anyone cut uh, a team short a full minute. And uh, a full real time minute, and uh, and then uh, to f- and f- to further uh, to further that um, <laughs> he uh, he acknowledged his mistake after hearing uh, obviously some verbal complaints from Boston, um, and, and restarted the match, and so then I then obviously this is new territory for me. So the referee restarts the match after stopping it prematurely. And uh, it became slightly chaotic for a second. Uh, Portland tried to, uh, to you know, do the, the sub, uh, substitution, stalling technique, tactic that everybody does. So Tobin was trying to sub. People are leaving the game, and he's trying to get it started again. And everyone, everyone's got the, the WTF look on their face. Everyone's just looking around going, what's going on? And uh, so they just uh, finally finished the, the, the last minute and a half there. And uh, the, the game was called uh, for good. And, um, and Portland got out of there with their 1-0 victory. Uh, game three, uh, Chicago Red Stars versus the Orlando Pride. This was a good game. This was a really good game. Um, Kristen Press had a really uh, a really nice chance. Um, uh, she's playing some really good soccer. She's uh, she's all over the place. Maybe it's because she's shooting from all over the place. But nevertheless, uh, if I was her, I'd shoot from over, all over the place too. She uh, created a nice almost almost a one on one kind of opportunity for herself. Ashlyn Harris, uh, the keeper for the Chicago 
Wait a minute. Am I saying that right? Kristen Press plays for Chicago. Yes. Ashlyn Harris, the keeper for the Orlando Pride. Excuse me. Uh, wonderful game. Uh, very, on par with, uh, with uh, Abby Smith uh, as potential keeper of the week. Um, let's see here. Kristen Press had a really nice shot in the 30, 39th. Oh, Orlando had a heartbreaker of an opportunity in the 46th. Yeah, um, you should really watch the highlights from this game, guys. This one, was re- this one had some really nice moments. Uh, but they crossed one in. I don't know who it was to who, because uh, they didn't score a goal. Um, but ultimately, it was really nice. So one of the, one, I think it was the right winger for the Orlando team. Ball came in uh, in the air she, uh, at the penalty spot. She heads it towards uh, towards the left post, um, on and uh, her teammate runs onto it. It was a double header, header to a header, and. Um, she almost uh, header to a header, and it was almost a goal. And it was uh, it was really pretty soccer, but it just didn't happen for him. Uh, the goal was uh, scored by Christine Press uh, in the sixty fourth minute. Uh, it was from a from a uh, a free kick from a dead spot. Um, and uh, what can you say? You know that uh, it was just the 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 dead ball was about I don't know maybe forty five yards out. It was just beyond half field on the left hand side. And they, Chris, they probably held the defenders probably held the line at the eighteen, and Kristen just kind of got in behind one of them. They played a lofted through ball, a really long lofted through ball to Kristen. She settled it with one touch, and then hit a volley as the ball was still bouncing because it was still on artificial turf, most likely. Or wait a minute, were they playing Chicago? No, they were in Chicago, so they were on grass. Um, but nevertheless, she hit a really nice volley, upper ninety in off the post, and that put them up one nil. Um, and then, uh, let's see here. Um, then Orlando did a really nice job of pushing after this. This was a really good game. Um, uh, Ashlyn Harris made another nice save in the 78th minute, a uh, reflex save from a corner kick. Um, 84th minute, I was so impressed. Alex Morgan uh, just was running her ass off all game. And towards the end of the game, you could really see who was in condition and who wasn't in condition on the pitch. And Alex Morgan... In the, I watched her in the 84th minute run with what looked like a fresh pair of, sh- uh, a fresh pair of legs uh, after a ball, and I was really impressed that she could still go at that rate at, the, at that minute, considering, considering the intensity of the game up until that point. Um, and then, oh, and the, the 90th Orlando had a near equalizer. Spencer had a ball uh, that she played across the face of goal, and it, it was just one of those where just, just tap it in, you know, just tap it. And, and she just played it just a, a wee bit too hard, and no one could come up with it. All right, moving on. Game four, uh, I saw uh, the Houston Dash play the Sky Blue FC. So, and I had an idea for the Houston Dash. I thought that they should get a get a hold of Pixar. You guys probably think this is a stupid idea. I have wonderfully stupid stupid ideas, and here's one of them. I thought the Houston Dash should get a hold of the people at Pixar and try to get uh, Dash from The Incredibles to be their mascot. Am I wrong? Because it's a, you know, that would bring, I don't know, it, it, and like the person um, was just, the person replied to my email from, from the team and said, well, it's the Disney trademark. I said, and I, I, I'm biting my tongue. Of course I know it's a Disney trademark, you fool. Did I, get, did I give you the idea? Sorry, I'm sorry to say you fool. That's not nice of me. Um, of course I understand it's a Disney trademark, but, you know, there might be an eight-year-old or two that happens to come to a Houston Dash game and sees, especially a, a generation or two from now, um, 
if you if they were to agree to this, oh, who's that kid? That's Dash from The Incredibles. What's The Incredibles? Oh, it's a great movie. We can watch when we get home. Oh, we don't order it. You know, we don't own it. Oh, we can order it. You know, it, there's some synergy here. You could you could cross promote. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it works both ways. I think it might be something that Pixar could be agreeable to for a fee. Anyways, moving on to the game. Um, we already talked about Tasha Kai. Love you. Um, Dude, the coach for Houston. Excuse my, excuse me to get so pumped up real quick. The head coach for uh, for Houston uh, paid for the first thousand fans to have a beer. Obviously, of legal drinking age, the first thousand people that came to the game got a free beer. I'm assuming one of the domestic ones, not one of the nicer ones, but nevertheless, it's free for going to a soccer game. Free beer, your first beer free. I would go. Um, so that was really nice. Um, Oh, hi. Uh, 18th minute, oh, who plays for Houston. Very fast, very fast girl. There was no goals in this game, guys, so I'm trying to remember all the good stuff that happened. Um, you know, now that I think about it, in the 29th, I, I remember uh, O'Hara probably got fouled at the top of the 18. No call there. Uh, it was just kind of, uh, to me, it just looked like a really a physical challenge on O'Hara, and they never touched the ball. Oh, in the 31st, I noticed the keeper, or not the keeper, but the official was trying to, uh, trying to set up uh, the wall. And um, the, key, the, the officials in the NWSL don't have that, that cool disappearing spray paint that a lot of the officials have these days, which I love, which kind of comes off like shaving cream when they don't use it right or what have you. Um, so I think the officials in the NWSL should get that. I don't know how, much, how expensive it is or not, but they should have it. Uh, Rachel Daly, woo man, you know great efforts from her. She had lots of chances to uh, to score to put the, to put their her team ahead. She had a couple uh, couple of second half misses, um, and uh, well some misses all the entire game really. Two from inside the eighteen that she couldn't put on frame. She had one that she put on frame that got saved. That was really close towards the end. That was this well it's the sixty ninth minute, um, but very. Uh, uh, very passionate in the game. Um, Andresa, Andresa, who plays for Houston. Uh, very, <laughs> uh, very, very passionate. There was a moment in the 56th moment where uh, um, her opponent got hit in the face with the ball. And she was, uh, she was just so, you could just tell she was so into the game. Or, you know, I've been into so passionate when I'm in a soccer game where I just have like an out-of-body experience. And you find yourself doing insane and screaming things that you wouldn't otherwise. And Andressa was complaining. This girl took a ball to the face. God knows if she had a concussion, maybe broke her nose. Who knows what happened? And she, <laughs> she was like, let's just go! Ah! And she was just freaking out that they were letting these, uh, this medical staff onto the field. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. Um, anywho, uh, love, but I love, uh, coming out of it, I, I just love the passion. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Oh man, and uh, the defender Simon for the Orlando, or is that? Oh no, for Sky Blue, uh, for Sky Blue FC had a nice uh, had a nice save off the goal line with her with her torso. Get my games, get my teams mixed up here. But uh, she made a nice goal line save with her torso, um, and that was and then that one ended zero zero. So tough game there. Uh, final game I watched, and then we'll get this thing wrapped up, you guys. Um, was uh, there was Seattle, Kansas City. Now, can I get a single week? I was so happy with every... I just want to compliment every broadcast um, that I had seen this week. All the broadcasts were were 
much better than, than the one I complained about. And it actually kind of makes me feel better. Uh, on the previous podcast, I, I pointed, I, I was heavily, had a heavy critique on one of the broadcasts. And um, whereas mine are probably just as awkward. Anywho, um, but uh, anyways, all the broadcasts this week were great until I get to the final game, Seattle and Kansas City. And they had some type of microphone issue with the with the game broadcast where um, it was uh, I don't know how to say it was the, they're fuzzy they 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 popped the microphones uh, they and and trust me uh, to the point where it was it was not broadcast quality not broadcast standard uh, and I had and I, granted I love the NWSL but this is a lot of soccer to watch. And this is, you know, after, you know, when you're sitting down to watch your fifth game uh, in three days and you're trying to keep all these games in your head, you know, and then all of a sudden you're watching it on mute. It's it. And plus these commentators, you know, in the most parts, they good stuff. I get I get I get I get content. I get content from these these commentators. Um, So that was disappointing. So watching this one on mute was a, a real tough game to watch. Uh, so I didn't have a whole lot of notes on this one. Um, the AstroTurf, I got another AstroTurf complaint. You know, I can't go through a podcast without complaining about AstroTurf. The 39th minute, you've got Hope Solo. You have one of the top keepers in, in, in the entire world. And um, a deflected, this is what happens on this surface. You had a shot that came in deflected. And the and if you're playing on natural grass, uh, you can have all the spin in the world on on the ball. It's not going to affect the projection of the ball as it's coming off a bounce uh, as exaggerated or as unpredictable as it is on an artificial surface. Um, Anywho, um, that is exactly what happened in the 39th minute. A shot came in, it was deflected, and and it was deflected from the underside of the ball, so it gave the ball all this additional topspin. And... Hope Solo um, is ready for this ball to just lightly... It doesn't have the inertia to get to her. So, it doesn't, I mean, as it looks, as it's coming in. But it has so much of this topspin, and it lands on this AstroTurf, that it it bounces and almost gains speed and <laughs> picks up momentum and flings itself um, almost uh, uh, beyond Hope Solo, and, and she kind of takes a baby jump, and her her timing was a little awkward, where she might have been a little early with her jump, but this bounce of this ball was so weird that it just kind of comes at her, and she basically can only swat at it with her left hand, and uh, and swats it over the goal for a corner kick, and this was just a, a standard ball bouncing back to the keeper, it had to turn into a, a, almost turned into a goal, almost turned into a laugher of a goal against one of our top keepers, um, Anyhow, so that went for a corner kick. Uh, uh, congratulations to Kim Little, who scored the game's only goal in the 56th minute. And uh, <clears throat> Once again, a nice little pointer for our new soccer players that are listening. Um, Kim did a really nice job. The ball, it was a, a loose 50-50 ball. And with her first touch, she pushed the ball to space. She pushed the ball to where she could be the next person to touch the ball and no one else essentially a lot of the new soccer players you will use that first touch to gain possession not to really put it anywhere intelligently other than kind of back towards yourself and then that second and then that second touch is when you'll have your head up and you'll think to do a move and you'll think to to put the ball here or there 
but if you can look up as you're going into that 50-50 situation and, and know on your first touch where to put the ball to where everyone is going away from the ball and you're the only one going towards it and you and you can have your next touch. It's exactly what Kim uh, Little did. Um, she was attempting to uh, do a give and go with one of her teammates. She, was trying, she passed it to her teammate. Her teammate was passing it back to her. The ball was deflected. She got it, and she knew that she was going to get back get it back with her left foot. And as she got it back with her left foot, her first touch, she immediately fed it over to her right, shot it low and hard to the back post. The keeper, which was uh, a, which keeper was that? The keeper for. Um, the keeper for Kansas, uh, not Kansas City, but the keeper for Seattle. Not Seattle! Gosh, the keeper for Kansas City. I know her from a previous week because she played really good. And she played fine in this game as well. But anyway, she, one of the better keepers in the NWSL, never moved. Uh, she probably doesn't want me to say her name when she got scored on anyways. Uh, but she, the ball got shot uh, hard and far post, and that was the final. Seattle, uh, Seattle won, and Kansas City nil. And that was the games. Uh, for week three, so um, as we wrap up in conclusion, the week standings, uh, or the, the weekly standings as we'll start talking about now, uh, as the this, this season starts to slowly take shape, um, your top five are the Washington Spirit with, with nine points, uh, the Portland Thorns have seven points, and then tied for third, you had to, or excuse me, I guess that would be tied for fourth, how does that work? Are you tied for third in that situation or tied for fourth? One or the other. Seattle Reign is now listed in third with six points, and the Chicago uh, Red Stars also have six points. And you have, you have my Houston Dash with four points. And that's your top five. Um, they're in the middle of the table, but the middle of the table is jam-packed. The Houston Dash have four. Sky Blue has four. Orlando, the Orlando Pride have three. Uh, and uh, the, the Flash have three. Um, leaving the bottom of the table, FC Kansas City and the Boston Breakers uh, uh, in ninth and 10th place, uh, respectively. Uh, but so look for, you know, Orlando Pride, you know, look for them to make a run with Alex Morgan, although they're just an expansion franchise this year. I doubt they expect to finish this year in seventh place. Uh, look for my Houston Dash when uh, Carly Lloyd returns from her injury. Uh, fifth is where I don't think their goal for this season as well. And um, beyond that, congratulations to the Washington Spirit. Nine points, well-deserved. Six goals for, one goal against. They have a, a five-goal differential. And they are looking good, Washington Spirit, first place. So thank you so much for listening, guys. That was week three. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to watch the games this weekend, and we will uh, talk about week four. Thank you so much for listening again, guys. You're awesome. Bye-bye. Special thanks goes to MonkeyMan535 for the song Happy Music, provided by freesound.org.